Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. How do you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, face, face. Dude, I'm so funny I inverted an epiglottis. Let's round up the faceless and get some pajamas. Dude, I didn't know my head was a bank. That's fucking awesome. I want to eat so many Tootsie Rolls, I just shit a tire. I jerked off of this town so much, it might be a surfboard. Mr. Schmidt is an entertainer, not a cool. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. I hit the hay hard there at the beginning. That's not good. Uh, that's a loud hay. Uh, and don't hit the hay hard. Here's what I can say to you. When you're beginning anything, please don't hit the hay hard, particularly if you're a horse. Do not hit the hay. Maybe I'm a horse. I'm hitting the hay hard in the beginning. Uh, you know what you don't want? You don't want your horse hitting the hay hard before a race. Oh, my God. I'll just get sick as he's running. What, what if that happened? What if a horse just gorged himself on hay before a race? Like they, they lost they lost sight of him. Some trainer was in a paddock. And then he had to go out and get a phone call from Quincy or somebody. I actually saw a Quincy episode where Quincy went to the track. That's why it's stuck in my brain. And then the horse was like, well, fuck this. If I'm running today, I better carbo load, man. And he eats a bunch of fucking hay, right? And then the hay uh, is just gestating in his horse stomach. Uh, What's he got? He's got four stomachs. No, that's cows, right? Cows have five stomachs. And uh, that's just fucking weird, right? That's just a fuck a Yahtzee stomach. I don't want that bullshit. Just give me one stomach. Cow doesn't need five stomachs. Does he have stomach acid in all of them? No wonder they sleep standing up. You get that fucking acid reflux out of five stomachs. Jesus Christ, your throat would burn out like a fucking torch. Um, So back to the horse in his one stomach. He sees his trainer who goes out to meet Jack Klugman around the corner to talk about a crime. And he thinks to himself, well, if they're making me fucking race and I got these blinders on me, I'm going to find the hay and I'm going to gorge it up. I got to be ready for this goddamn race. So, you know, the horse is untethered. He goes ahead and he eats a pile of fucking hay. Like give it a hay bale. He eats a haystack. He eats a haystack Calhoun. That's what he does. He attacks former British wrestler Haystacks Calhoun and he eats him. He eats Haystacks Calhoun, <laughs> leaves nothing but his overalls in the in the fucking stall. And then the trainer comes back in after discussing some sort of blackmail with Quincy and goes, wow, whose overalls are these? First of all, they're fucking gigantic because Haystacks Calhoun weighed 650 pounds. And then he thinks to himself, well, maybe what if I put these on my horse when he races? You know why he does that? Because he's a terrible trainer. He is an awful trainer. You don't want to add another four pounds of weight to your fucking horse, even though you didn't even realize when you're outside talking to Klugman, this fucking horse added like 80 pounds into his own gullet by eating a ton of fucking hay and haystack Calhoun. He cleaned the house, all of them, man. He ate a bunch of hay and man flesh. But conversely, the argument against that is that he's going to be slow, but the argument for it is going to be super strong, man, which means he's going to have an extra kick in that race. So then you got your gullet swole fucking horse, his stomach and all of his stomachs, nine stomachs, whatever the fuck. And he gets out there and he's like, uh, I'm going to totally kill these guys in this race. Even though he's a horse, he doesn't really want to race. None of those fucking horses want to race. Have they ever made a fucking one of those movies? You know, those movies where like the cars are all friends, but then they're mean and they're racing against one another. Pixar stuff. And then bugs are all friends, but they're not really friends. And there's some mean bugs. Are there? There's got to be like someone who made one at a track, right? With horses. 
Isn't there a one with like uh, horses who the one horse who does like you know how in Rudolph, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer he wanted to make the fucking reindeer games he wanted to pull the thing and then they're like fuck you Rudolph with your nose so break it out of here and then he comes back later of course because they need him even though they shit all over him earlier on. There's got to be a movie like that because uh, you know he was really talented but they were like your nose is fucking weird. There's got to be something like that with horses. Someone made a horse. Not I. I keep thinking there was some race movie with Richard Dreyfus and possibly Danny DeVito. And maybe even, no, I don't want to say George Siegel. I, I brought up George Siegel last week. Why is he in my brain? Why is George Siegel living rent-free in my brain? That makes no sense. Elliot Gould, perhaps? I don't know. See, because now I'm thinking of Moon Over Pandora. But I think that was like Richard Dreyfuss playing a fake dictator. Uh, is there, what was the, was it Get Lucky? What was the one at the track? I don't fucking know. How sad is this? I'm going through movies from the 70s. Here's Richard Dreyfuss' entire fucking milieu, his, his oeuvre, not his milieu. Uh, unless his milieu is playing in movies that I can't remember the names of. There you go. That's Dreyfus's milieu playing in movies. I can't remember the name. I mean, you know what? I will say this. Maybe it's his opus. Maybe this is Richard Dreyfus's opus to play in movies that I can't remember the name of. Uh, get lucky, get it, get it, get it, write it out, write it up. I don't fucking know, man. And I know again, just like every week, somebody's going to send me an email or a fucking thing with the name of it in all caps and exclamation points. Cause you're frustrated listening to me do this. And like I answered everybody now, Hey man, I'm old. I can't, I, you know, my, I'm not quick draw fucking McGraw anymore, man. I can't, my brain doesn't pull shit the way it used to. I mean, I, I still think I'm quick enough, but I mean, if a fucking young gunslinger, young gunslinger, geez, I can't even talk. A young gunslinger comes to town and challenges me on Richard Dreyfus movie trivia. I'm going to die in the street. I get terrible news for you, man. I'm getting fucking wasted. There's no way I can go fucking pulling my gun that quick and go bang, bang, Jaws. I mean, everybody knows fucking Jaws. But if you go bang, bang, goodbye, girl, and then, just, you know, and then I, maybe I shoot the guy dead and then I walk over and I go, I don't like the panties hanging on the rod. Uh, which is what he said to Marsha Mason, who I think was nominated for an Oscar, if not won an Oscar for a movie that she had no business being nominated for, not even being in. I don't know how Marsha Mason gets that part. Wasn't she married? She was fucking somebody important. God, this this whole show is just a rabbit hole of something that used to be and making you look it up. That's all it is. Didn't she used to do this? They didn't they used to do that. I, I'm, you know who I am? I'm the fucking gif of Grandpa Simpson walking into the bar, hanging his head up, then grabbing it and walking the fuck out. I got no answers for you, man. So if you've got a horse and he stuffs himself and he goes out to run a race and he goes out to the gate, then he's ready, right? But he's all full and he knows it, but he's still feeling stronger. He might be feeling slower, but he's feeling stronger, which he thinks it's an endurance thing, man. So if he gets out there and he starts rampaging and what do you say? He's, you know, his strategy works. He's like stronger. He's way ahead of the fucking field. Even if he's not fast, he's just, he's just pounding his hooves and just crushing everybody. And then he gets in the front and then, oh, that man meat and hay is fucking sitting poorly inside of him. And he just fucking lets go blammo, man. He just fucking throws up. How gross would that be? If the horse just fucking, if he hit the hay too hard and then he just throws up and then it winds up hitting every jockey and other horse in the face, which is a pretty good strategy if you want to win that race. Cause I got news for you. If I'm fucking uh, Steve Cawthon and I'm on top of a mount and I get hit in the face with a fucking pile of chewed up man meat and hay vomited out of the lead horse's spot. I'm pulling the reins and going, whoa, whoa, naggy. We're not going to run this race anymore because I'm coughing up fucking horse vomit, which is no good. Uh, and then that horse wins. So it was a good strategy to eat a human and a, and a bunch of hay before a race. So I guess what I'm saying to you folks is uh, put me in charge of your horses. Take me out to the track. I promise I won't leave to talk to Klugman. I'll feed them people in hay before a race on purpose. I won't make them surreptitiously sneak around the fucking grounds looking for a guy to eat and some hay to choke down. I will just give them a big trough full of hay and body parts and they can eat that and fucking win every race in the business. Uh, by the way, that happened to my mom. 
Did I, uh, <laughs> I mean, all right, not a lot of what I just said happened to my mom. My mom did not get, uh, she was not a horse trainer. She was not eaten by a horse. She was not involved with Quincy. I know you're trying to piece together what I mean. What I mean is my mom, I, I mentioned that a horse just threw up all over everybody and Steve Cawthon had to pull up lame and go, yeah, we're not winning this race. And it was a surefire way for a horse to win a race, right? I said, he's in front or first place. He vomits and it hits everybody in the grill. Well, my mom is a child. My mom is a youngster. My mom is a young lady. My mom is a proper young miss. Uh, went to a carnival, one of those, uh, booky fucking shitty carnivals in a goddamn store parking lot. You know, those, those are safe. Those are great to go to. I talked about one of those on here a few years ago. Like I was in a fucking set of salt and pepper shakers upside down, looking down at nothing but asphalt in the church parking lot and thinking to myself, man, this is a fucking dumb way to die. And, uh, and, and thankfully I didn't, I lived to tell the tale. Um, but my mom also lived to tell the tale, but still her tale was infinitely worse than mine. My tale was, I just was upside down and scared and the belt didn't work very well. And I was worried that something bad was going to happen. My mom, she rode the rotor. Uh, if you know what that is, if you go to a, uh, a carnival, the rotor is a, it's a machine, not a machine, it's a ride and it spins really fast and it pins you to the fucking wall. Like you can't move. So that's the thing. You're kind of sitting there, you're standing up. Uh, no, you actually, you're standing up. Yeah. And then it, goes, it just starts spinning and the centrifugal force pins you to the wall and there's nothing you can do about it. You can't move. I mean, you can sort of pry your arm off or whatever and flip somebody off, whatever you want to do. But it's uh, it's a pretty brutal ride and it'll shake you up, especially because it's fucking amateur night. So it's, it's going all sorts of different ways, fucks up your inner ear, fucks up everything about you. Well, my mom's on that ride as a kid and uh, one of the other people on the ride throws up maximum speed. They're fucking rolling. They're pinned. They can't move. Nobody can move. And some dude just fucking let's go just blasts out a, a, a whole bunch of fucking stomach butter all over everybody. And I mean, that's the thing. It's spinning super fast. So everybody gets it. Slap, 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 slap. You're just, you're just riding in a fucking vomit cloud at that point, man. And there's nothing you can do because the ride is still going and people start yelling and screaming. And when you're on one of those rides, they just think, Oh, they must be really enjoying it because they're yelling and screaming. Oh no. No, nobody's enjoying getting vomited on by Roy, the guy who can't hold his hot dogs. I mean, fuck that. But uh, you have to wait till the ride's over. So then when it's over, everybody's just standing there dripping with fucking goo and staring at that motherfucker and just going, wow, you, you. And he's, I'm sure he skulked the fuck out. I mean, uh, what do you do at that point? Literally, you just got to look around and go, hey, uh, sorry, everybody. Sorry, all of you. But yeah, I will tell you this. You all look terrific in my lunch. If, if there was any crew in this, I mean, how do you, you got to spin it funny, right? You got to do what you can if you're not running away. You know, if there was any a group of people in this park that I thought would look good wearing lunch, it's all of you. And God damn, if I wasn't right about it, I came in here to prove a theory, folks. Thank you for helping me and just walk out with your head held high and vomit running down your fucking chin. What a mess. Uh, now, is that story better if my mom's a jockey and a horse does it? Maybe. I don't know. But then you know what it does? It kind of takes the edge off me telling you a story about a horse with a plan to vomit in other horses' eyes. Because then you're like, oh, Mike had that locked and loaded the whole time. And it doesn't look like it has created magic for you. By the way, that story, if there was one, one title for it, clearly it was magic. The beginning of this show was absolutely magic. Uh, I got nothing to tell you guys this week, which is a weird thing. I tell you what, this is a bad time to have nothing either. Because I'll tell you this story. Well, this is a couple of things. Uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, I've been, I've been very, uh, I've been in the car, man. I've lived in the fucking car because I'm just trying to get ahead of the government and pay some bills. And in December, like I said, I think a mod is coming here. So there'll be two weeks of probably not driving. So, uh, so I got to store a nest egg and I got, I got bills to pay. I got, I got to pay the state. I got to pay the government. I got to pay my accountant. Then I got to file two more years of taxes and pay all that shit all over again. Dudes, it's a, it's a coin flip. I had to buy a refrigerator as you all know. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, did you get a refrigerator? Well, listen. I don't know if you can hear that humming in the background. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have a new refrigerator. Uh, and, and look, I tried everything, man. I went to Craigslist. 
I went to the, these apps with, uh, I, I told you all last week where I went to let it go that app or let go and nobody put the fucking size of the fridge. They're all just like refrigerator, $300 and like a picture. It's like, dude, I got to know how deep it is. I got to know how tall it is. I got to know how wide it is. I need a tail of the fucking tape, man. You need to, you need to get fucking Ferdy Pacheco to give me a tail of the tape on this goddamn refrigerator so I can put it in my fucking space. Cause I got an apartment, man. It's not like I got some house. Everybody thinks I got tall doorways and wide walls. Fuck that. I got a tiny little coffin sized space to keep my food cold and I need the fucking machine to do it. So it's got to fit in there. So please do me a favor, learn how to measure some fucking numbers. The one thing I will say is I pride myself on at least knowing how to do that. I mean, I'm not smart and I'm not a man, but, uh, when I was doing fucking like when Jill and I, Jill and I sold like a fridge that she had at her house and we didn't sell it. I did the, I listed it for her. It was her stuff. I didn't get anything from it except the satisfaction of doing another thing that she wanted me to do, which made me happy because then I could see her naked later. Um, so I wanted to go in, uh, I sold a fridge and then a, a wine, she had a wine cooler thing that we had to sell. So I had to list that stuff on Craigslist and then I did all the negotiating. And also I wanted to know who was coming to our house because I mean, you know, how many times you got to read about a guy who shows up? I mean, I just, I just heard a story. There's a woman on Twitter. I'm, I don't want to steal her story, but basically she tells, all right, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm stealing it. I don't know her name and I apologize, but it was a woman on Twitter who related this anecdote. She said that she listed a washer and dryer for sale on Craigslist. And she wanted to try to time it. So her husband would be there when people came to look at it. But then this one guy came and he just knocked on the door. He was supposed to be there that night at six, but he came in the afternoon and she's like, well, look, I, you know, I, I'd rather you didn't. My husband should be here. He's like, I just want to take a look at it to see if I can measure it and find it if I need it. If I don't, then I'll just walk out. So she goes, okay, well, the fucking washer and dryers in the basement. Uh, you see where this is going. She, she fucking goes into the basement with this guy. What the fuck are you doing? Why? I, I got news for you, man. I don't care if you're my sister, my mom, you're some girl I'm sleeping with, or you're just a friend of mine. Don't go in the basement with some other dude. Just don't. Uh, I'm not blaming you. I'm not saying that you're, you're leading them on. No, you, bad fucking things are going to happen. Men are terrible. Don't fucking get anywhere near them. So she goes in the basement with this guy and then he measures it and he's like, you know what? I think I could actually take this. I could take it like right now. And she's like, all right, we got to come back when my husband's here. He's like, man, I'm here now. Why can't I just grab it? You know, and it's just, it's, and she's like, well, I mean, there's no way you can lift it yourself. And he's like, well, could you help me? I mean, I get it. It's just, we're just carrying it up the stairs. And she's again, I don't, I have no idea what it would be like to be a woman, but she's just kind of like, all right. You know what I mean? Cause if you're a dude, safely, you just go, yeah, fine. Let's fucking get it out of here. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's a thing. I mean, I'm lifting the fridge. It's inconvenient, whatever the fuck. But if you're a woman and he, a guy tells you to lift up a fucking fridge, didn't anybody see signs of the lambs? I mean, fuck that guy's going to tell you to take an end of the couch or an end of the, I mean, you know, it's going to fucking happen. He's going to Jamie gummy with a fake fucking cast. And the next thing you know, you're in a well looking up at a poodle. Fuck that man. But she's in her house and she, I guess she felt safe. And then she was just like, well, he seemed harmless and he was older. He was an older guy, like silver hair, she said. And, uh, so she takes one end of the, of the thing and she's going backwards up the stairs, which is another fucking, that is, that is a fucking miracle right there. Cause there's no good way to go up. Okay. If you let him go up first, then that means you're allowing him to basically back into your house. And then he could let go of the fucking washer, close the door while you ran, you know, it ran you over down the fucking stairs. And then he robs you and loots your house. So you can't fucking let him go backwards. So she has to go backwards, which is, as we all know, the most challenging of the up the stairs, moving from fucking stuff out backwards up the stairs. Dude, that's some fucking that's Ginger Rogers backwards in heels. Fuck, man. It's just terrible. That's why it's the hardest thing to fucking do. So she goes backwards and she's holding it up and she gets halfway up the stairs. And then the guy starts with, oh yeah, this is really making you sweat, isn't it? Look at you. I mean, I can see it. You know, you can see like that, that muscle bulge out in your shoulders as you carry it up. You're just kind of, you're really, you know, really strong, man. You can really see it in your development. You're like, he starts kind of weird, dirty sex talking or while she's carrying a fucking refrigerator. And, uh, and you know, she gets up to the top and then he, 
he then he just, of course he decides he doesn't really want it. I think was the end. I don't I don't I, I just I just remember the meat of it, which was he got her in that position and then he proceeded to tell her like dirty things, but not he didn't say like I guess he didn't say you know, swear words or whatever, but he was just like, yeah, oh my God, I'll make you sweat. I love making you sweat in your basement, in your own house, whatever the fuck that dude, this, this tells you everything you need to know about fucking men. This dude took time out of his fucking day to call her and check on the washer and dryer. She said, come over when my husband's there. He came over when he knew the husband wasn't there. Who knows how fucking far he drove. He went in the basement. He carried, he fucking carried. Look, I look, I don't even want to carry a fucking washer when I have to. This motherfucker did it just to get half a fucking heart on. So he could talk shit to her on her own stairs. That was it, man. Fucking men are terrible. Murder them all. And she said that she, you know, so all day, and then she, but, but then, all right, but here's now where I just, I don't understand. She went to Twitter and she put the whole story down, which I, I sort of guess, but I, I'm constantly puzzled by Facebook and Twitter now where everybody runs to tell this thing that just happened. Uh, oh my God. You're not going to believe this. I just want to, I, I just got, I broke up a fight outside my apartment building. It was okay. Call the cops. Why are you telling America? Why are you telling the world? but it's because everybody has to. And I look, I do the same fucking thing. I take pictures of soup. I know that. I know that's what we do now as a society. But I guess when you take a picture of a fucking piece of cake, you're like, Hey, look at this cool ass piece of cake. It's not like some old man tried to molest me. Some guy verbally raped me while we were carrying a washing machine out of my basement. I just, I just think I'd be sitting on the couch going, man, what the fuck just happened? Like, but I mean, women have to deal with that shit all the time. And I hear it. I, I, I told you, I hear women will tell stories and stuff about guys who did this. They trapped them in a room and all that. I'm just like, fuck me. God damn it. Uh, but he dirty talked her going up the fucking stairs. So, so I mean, that it's funny. I just heard that story. Like this has been the last like three months or so. So it was two years ago that I was at Jill's or three years ago when I was doing the, I was way ahead of my time when I was like, yeah, I'm going to be here when any of these Craigslist assholes fucking show up. I'm not fucking, I'm not going to be here to fucking, I'm not going to let you fucking sell this while I'm out of town and have some guy ask if you can carry it up the fucking stairs, five feet tall, fucking 99 pounds. Um, so, so the, 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 the Craigslist blows, I guess is the, the, how did I even fucking spin into that goddamn thing? My mom getting vomited in the face and then me, Oh, Craigslist. Oh, a fridge. I got a fridge. <laughs> so these idiots, when they list it on fucking let it go or whatever the fuck, they're all just like, I have a, a box that keeps things cold. Come to my house. I mean, I'm like, dude, I need something more descriptive. You need to really get out the fucking tape measure. Buy one. It's fucking, it's a dollar. Throw it into the fridge price. I'll be happy to fucking pay it. Just measure this fucking thing or I can't make the trip out the fucking Silmar. And look, you know me, I don't want to buy used shit anyway. So I'm looking at let go. I'm looking at Craigslist. I'm looking all over the fucking place. And I'm thinking, man, what the fuck? I can't just in case there was fucking mold. Cause all of them, that's another thing. They put up pictures and they're like, Hey, perfectly clean. And I'm like, no, I can see there's dirt on here, man. This is fucked. Uh, but I mean, I know, cause another man's clean is another man's. Oh my Christ. Somebody boil me. I mean, it's like, I, I, I got no interest in bed bugs. I get no interest in any of that bullshit. You know me. I don't want to bring anything old into my fucking house. Now I say that sitting at Pat's desk, looking at Kyle's couch and staring at Siegel's chair and looking at Pat's other chair and looking at my trainer, John's bookshelves. Yes, I know. I live in a hand-me-down house, but all those guys, I trust not to have any bugs. Some fucking stranger on Craigslist. Who the fuck knows? I mean, honestly, at this point, I would not be shocked if I bought something on Craigslist, went to their house and a bed bug answered the door. Like literally that was who was selling it. It wasn't even a person. It was just a bed bug who's just like, Hey Mike, how you doing? <laughs> I remember you and all of your fucking friends, you fucks. Um, so I kept in my head, I was struggling. I'm like, I can't buy a fridge for 200 bucks from some fucking hinky nobody. I mean, it just, it just, I can't, I kept coming around to new. And so I got to buy new. So I go online. I'm looking at Ikea. Like I said, last week, I looked at all these other listings and, and dudes, I got, I get, you know, I had a price range. All right. I, you know, in my head, I'm like anywhere from five to $700, I can pull off a fridge. Um, 
But then I start looking and there's these, dude, there's refrigerators that cost fucking three grand. There's refrigerators that are like $2,800. And, and I'm like, what the fuck? How, what could it possibly be? That's, and some of them, some of them have phone controls. So like you can call it or, or control it from your phone and make it colder. I'm like, it's got Bluetooth in it. I Bluetooth. I don't, I don't need to have I'd answer phone calls with my fucking fridge. I'm not going to have a conversation with it from distance. I don't need it to be a fucking Bluetooth, man. Stuff like cameras inside. There, dude, there was a fucking, there's a refrigerator with cameras inside. Who the fuck needs cameras? And then you can monitor it from your phone. I mean, I, I, what are you going to do? You're going to look at your fridge and just go, yeah, I need more milk. So what? Yeah, just in your, you know what? Just buy more milk. Just buy milk. You'll have extra milk. Who the fuck cares? Do not need a camera in my fridge. I never need to keep abreast of my ketchup situation. I just don't. Either I got it or I don't. If I don't got it, I'll go get some. Never at any, because again, that's a tool for me. That's bad. Like I, you give me another time, uh, another way to waste time. I'll just have my phone. I'll be like, <laughs> I mean, that's face ID is bad enough where I'm like, smile. Yay. Close. Oh, smile. Yay. Will it open with a frown? Mm, yes, it does. Will it open with a wink? Oh my gosh, it does. I mean, I'm a fucking dope who's wasting time with that goddamn thing. But if you give me a fucking app that looks in my fridge, holy Jesus, I'll be, I don't care where I'm at the ball game. Hey dude, check this out. What's that? That's my baloney. That's my baloney. Uh, why did Weird Al show up? Why not? God damn it. It's always a good time for bring some Weird Al in there. But yeah, I would annoy the piss out of everybody. I'd just be like, hey, dude, check this out. What's that? Oh, that? That's just my bottle of ranch dressing from Hidden Valley. I don't know if you're familiar with the Hidden Valley. Schmitty, put your fucking phone away. No, no, listen, dude, check. Look what's right next to it. What's that? Flaxseed. Put it in my oatmeal. It's fucking delicious. Use it in my protein shakes. <laughs> okay, enough, Mike. You know, if you don't refrigerate flaxseed, it gets bad. It's like actually poison. Mike, put your phone away. God damn it, put your phone away. Uh, so I, I just, but I, so I, I looked and I found, so I found a fridge. I told you magic chef was out. So, you know what I have? I have a Kenmore. Why do I buy a Kenmore? Because I know that they'll also be out of business here shortly. They, they, they are owned by Sears who filed bankruptcy. Nobody will be able to come and fix this thing, but hopefully it'll run forever. And I'll, I will tell you this. The one, the one concession I did make to being different was, uh, I bought a black refrigerator. Uh, it is, it is, uh, cause the other one I was white, you know, my, my, and my microwave is white. My, my stove is white. The tile is white. Everything's white. But I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go. I went green on the walls. I went blue on the walls. I said, I'm going to go color. So I went and got a, I got a black fridge, man. And it's awesome. And it's nice. And it's keeping things cold and it's wonderful. And I'm very happy to have, uh, to have picked it up. But, uh, but I'm, I had to drive extra, man, because I got to try to make some money to fucking, you know, buy a fridge. And now, look, I wasn't going to drive uh, so much that I would get a fridge that told me what time it was in Norway. But still, I got a fridge that keeps things cold. And it's, a, it's, it's got all my magnets on it. It holds my magnets and my food. That's all I needed because I kept telling myself, you know what, man? If you're buying one, why not buy like, why not shoot the moon here? Get a fucking $12 fridge like silver with the double doors and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, aside from whether or not it would fit. Uh, I don't need that. I don't fucking need it. Like in my brain, I'm like, yeah, well, I should do that because that'd be great. Why? Well, fucking why? What are you doing, man? What are you doing that you need that much fridge? You buy bottled water. Although I have, I have started shopping. I will tell you that because I'm starting to cook. And I'll tell you more about that uh, later, as a matter of fact. But yeah, so so I, I was driving and I had to buy a fridge. I went shopping. I've been doing that stuff. And uh, and and I, I so I didn't. Uh, so like I said, this is a week where. I don't have a whole lot to bring to you, in my opinion. At least I, I, I don't know. I'm talking, although I, that whole horse thing. Oh my god, that was enough to win the day, wasn't it? That was enough to keep you on board. And this is a bad time to do that because in my car, 
in the past like 10 days, you know, people are always very nice to me. They'll, 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 Hey, you know, sometimes people are like, Hey man, you, you got a radio voice. Like you should work in radio or, Hey, what are you doing, man? You should be uh, do you have a, you ever work for voiceover? You ever do any of that? People are very, very nice to me. And that's nice. And if it comes up, I will tell them, as I've told you, I don't tell them right away because no, hi, I'm a voiceover guy. How are you doing? Hey everybody. It's 10 before uh, five of the hour. What the fuck? Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares about you or your life. Uh, but if somebody gets in the car and they want to engage in conversation, then that's cool. And uh, the past two weeks, I've actually had, all right, I will tell you this, uh, I go to pick up a guy at 3.30 in the morning last weekend, uh, not a couple days ago, but about eight, you know, 10 days ago. And this fucking guy, uh, it's 3.30 in the morning, it's in a neighborhood in Hollywood, he makes me wait the full fucking five minutes, and I'm like, oh, God damn it, what the fuck, man? And I call, I text him twice, he's like, I'm on my way, I'm on my way, but it's 3.30 in the morning, and I'm just stacking rides at that point, it's not like it's real busy. Um, but still, I don't want to fucking wait more than five minutes. It's the principle of the goddamn thing, man. I'm a 4.9 driver. Respect me. Respect my thought. And, uh, finally he walks out. He's had a few gets in the back seat. We're driving. And, uh, you know, I was listening to an old timey radio show. I gave him the speech. If you want music, I'm happy to turn it on, but I'm listening to old timey radio show. He was fascinated by that. Wanted to know what it was. I told him it was a Western. And then, uh, it literally, it took eight minutes to explain that it was a Western from the forties. He's like, so this is a, you and your friends in a Western. No, no, sir. It's not. So it's a Western, but they do it now. No, sir. This is from the forties. I used to listen when I was a kid. Oh my God. You were a kid in the forties. No, sir. I'm just all that. I'm trying to be, you know, I'm being nice, but he's had a couple. So that's why. So he goes, Oh, I thought it might be, I might've been like a podcast or something. And I said, Oh no, it's a, it's an old timey radio show. I go kind of like that. You know, it's all talking and stuff, but he said, Oh, he goes, yeah, he goes, I work, uh, I work in an industry for podcasts. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, I said, what do, you, what do you do? And he's like, well, I'm an agent. And he told me his agency, which was a, it was a big agency. And he said he worked in a new media slash podcast department. And, uh, and they were, I guess they're finding ways to monetize and, and whatever the fuck, make podcasts work. And so we had a little inside baseball talk about that. And then I, in my brain, you know me, I avoid that shit. I don't tell anybody what I do. I don't fucking step to the forefront and go, well, by the way, I mean, because that's not me. It's not how I do things. But at 3.30 in the morning with a guy in the car who's had a couple and a, a drinks and he uh, seems uh, open to listening to me, I was like, well, fuck this, I'm doing it. And because, you know, honestly, if he wasn't even open to listening to me, he was getting it because we were, he was trapped in my goddamn car. So I told him, uh, I told him, Hey, you know, I said, well, I'm, I'm familiar with podcasts. I said, I have a podcast. He goes, Oh, you do. And it was with that skepticism that everybody has because now everybody in the fucking world has a podcast. So it's always very important for me to go. Yeah, I've, uh, I'm in year 11 of my show. And he goes, what? He goes, Oh my God. And I said, yeah, I said, I actually, I've been, I've been podcasting for just about 12 years ago. I was on a, a very popular show for a year, uh, called never not funny. I said, I just, I, my job was the easy job. I got to be the funny guy. I said, I just got to lob in bombs. One guy was the host. Uh, one guy was the producer. And then I just got to be hilarious from a distance. I sat in the grassy knoll waiting to hit Kennedy in the head with a joke. Uh, and he laughed, thankfully. And, uh, and then I told him more about what I do. And I said, this show, and I, and he's just like, wow. And he goes, what are your show about? I said, it's about this. I go, literally, it's about my life. Whatever happens, people will get in the car, whatever I do during the day. I go, it's been 11 years. So it's kind of like a book. I always told people it was more of a book than a movie because it unfolds chapter by chapter, week by week. I said, people have been on board since the first week and have listened the entire 11 years. I said, people have grown up listening to my show. It's crazy. I said, I hear from them all the time. He's like, that's, that's amazing. Like we're, we're, you know, we're trying to get people to advertise and listen to podcasts. And it sounds like you have a, a you know, a built in audience. I go, well, I go, I have a small, but rabid fan base. I go, and they really love what I do. And it makes me very happy. And they've been really good to me. Like I go, they, I have a Patreon page, you know, I've gone on the road and I go, I visit listeners. I stay at their houses. I said, it's, it's, uh, it's a very Fugazi way of doing it, but I, I'm very happy that people have come through and supported me in such a way. And, and, uh, and I, I'm never going to stop unless they tell me to stop, you know? And, 
and he was really great. He wanted to know the show and he put it in his phone and he, he Googled me. He's like, oh my God, that is you. And I said, yeah, that's me. And uh, he, he goes, do you have a card? I said, I don't. He goes, why don't you have a card if you have a show? I said, because it's 2018. Uh, and <laughs> thankfully he laughed and I go, nobody wants a fucking card anymore, buddy. I can't say his name, so I'm not saying it, uh, but I use his name. Nobody wants a card anymore. Mike, whatever his name was. And uh, I said, you know, I used to have cards, but then nobody, nobody uses them. They throw them away. I said, I throw away all my cards that I had in a card caddy. I said, people put shit in their phone. He goes, well, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I've been drinking. So I mean, I don't know if I'm going to remember anything. And I go, that's fine. I said, uh, but if you want, Google me now. So he Googled me and he found me. And, uh, and like I said, he was, he was like, oh my God, that is you. Yes, it is me. And, and so I was taking him to downtown from Hollywood and we were getting close to his house. And he's like, well, um, you know, what is the show? Uh, how long is it? I go, well, you know what? This week's show is two hours. He goes, what? I said, yeah, the show averages around two hours. I go, uh, sometimes it doesn't. I go, but it's, it's in the neighborhood all the time. Usually about an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, I said, and he goes, wow, that's, I mean, that seems like a long time for somebody to talk. And I go, yeah, <laughs> it's even longer time for somebody to listen unless you're interesting. Right. And he was like, yeah, I guess so. That makes sense. He goes, we, we have trouble getting uh, our people to do 30 minute podcasts. Like we have trouble, like we have to kind of even hold their hand and edit to get them on. And I was like, yeah, I go, that makes sense. I go, the one thing I can do is talk. I go, some people, you know, they don't, they don't sit in front of a microphone naturally and they don't sit there and speak extemporaneously. I said, the one thing I do have is that I can speak extemporaneously and I can talk about nothing forever. And he goes, wow. He goes, well, yeah, cause we're always, you know, trying to get our people to do it. And it's, it's always kind of like a, a battle. I said, well, I, I, you know, I, I enjoy it. I go, it's the one thing I can do. The one thing I know how to do. And the one thing I'm really good at. He goes, oh, okay. Well, I'll definitely remember it. You know, I'm going to, I'll definitely listen to the show. I said, well, we have a YouTube channel with all 11 years of archives. I go, if you want on the website, you've got my contact information. You can find me through all the stuff, Facebook, Twitter, all that nonsense. But you want to send me a note. I'll send you five episodes that are must listens. I go, or you can just jump in wherever you want. You can jump in this week. If you want to, that's totally fine. So uh, if he jumped in last week, he heard the Mandy episode, which would be fine. But uh, I don't know if he did or he didn't because he never contacted me. Uh, but when I dropped him off at his apartment, cause you know me again, like I said, I don't, I don't jerk myself off. I don't tell people I'm great. I don't do any of that, but he uh, shook my hand and he gave me his full name and I put it in my phone and I put down his agency and I said, great. It was really cool meeting you. And he's like, terrific. He goes, uh, I'm going to listen. He goes, if you give me a week, a week and a half, he goes, I promise to listen, but I'm really busy, but, and, and I'm not going to forget it's right here on my phone. And I, his name, uh, just say his name was Tom. And I said, Tom, and he leaned in and he looked at me and I said, get me out of this car, Tom. I will make you fucking money. And he goes, uh, all right. Yeah, I can do that. All right, man. Take care. He walked into his house and, uh, <laughs> I haven't heard from him. <laughs> so, so we're still in the car and I'm not making this guy any money, but that's fine. Who knows might happen in the future. But the important thing, the thing that I felt was important for me anyway, was the fact that I didn't go, don't listen. I'm bad. It stinks. Whatever the fuck. I mean, I owned it. I was like, fuck this. I'm really good at what I do. And, uh, because I, cause I sensed it. Cause if he had a, if he's any sort of position, he could be, look, he could be a junior agent. He could be the guy who owns the fucking agency. I have no idea. I got his name and I got his agency. That's it. Um, and then I, I know people are gonna be like, well, you should try to contact him. You should get a hold of him. Maybe, maybe I will. Who knows? But I mean, he has all my information and if he doesn't reach out in my brain, that makes me think he wasn't interested. Uh, I might've gotten lost in the wash. Who knows? But maybe I'll, maybe I'll chase him down. But the bottom line and the most important thing to me was that I did not downplay who I am or what I do. I sold myself commensurate to my experience and my ability and, uh, and said, Hey, you know what, man, I will make you some fucking money. If you get me out of this goddamn car, I was proud of it, proud of myself. Uh, so hopefully he would reach out if he doesn't, that's fine. We do what we do. 
Uh, that happened two weeks ago. And then this past weekend I was driving and I was uh, again, super late because, uh, cause I was going to drive Friday and Saturday hardcore and then hopefully have Sunday off again. Like I did last week. Well, Friday night game three of the world series started. It was like five o'clock and I wasn't going to go driving out until seven o'clock anyway. So I said, you know what? I'll watch this game. Fuck this. It's Friday. I'll drive super late. I'll drive to like eight in the morning. But then a buddy of mine contacted me. He's like, Hey Mike, can you take me to long beach on Saturday afternoon? I said, what time? He said, one o'clock. Got to be at my place at one, which means I got to be up by noon. So driving till eight in the morning is a non-starter. I'm like, well, that's fine. You know, if I get out at midnight or one and I drive until six, I can pull that off and then I'll drive hardcore tomorrow. But at least I'll get like, you know, seven or eight hours of sleep. So I start watching the ball game and I start watching the ball game and then I continue to watch the ball game. And then I sit in my house and I watch the ball game and I tweet about the ball game and I experience the ball game with everybody online. And it's really fun when that happens. It's like this big communal event. Because if you don't know, Game 3 of the World Series went 10 innings, 11 innings, 12 innings, 13 innings, and it looked like it was going to end there, but then the Dodgers tied it, 14 innings, 15 innings. I mean, it kept fucking going. And finally, in the 18th inning, Max Muncy hit a walk-off bomb for the Dodgers. Victory, happiness for everybody in the park. Uh, But for me, it was now 12.45 a.m., I had to be up at noon. Now, I could have gone out and driven for like four or five hours, but in my head, I was like, why are you going to do that, man? Just fucking, you know, because now you're just now you're just chasing it. So looks like your Sunday off turned into your Friday off. So take the Friday off. I mean, that's the good thing about being your own boss and being able to make your own hours. If you if you're willing to stick to it and make yourself do it, then then that's good. And that's what I did. So I uh, stayed in Friday, got some stuff done. And then I went out, uh, drove my buddy to Long Beach and then started driving from Long Beach on Saturday afternoon at three. And, uh, and I drove until like 6.30 in the morning, got up and watched the Bears and then drove all day Sunday. I, I got done at 3 a.m. I got my last ride at 3 a.m. But on, uh, on late on Sunday night, I picked somebody up in Santa Monica and she was heading downtown as well. And she got in the car and she was a, she was a very attractive woman and she gets in the back seat and we start talking and she had been giving a speech to someone outside telling this woman kind of uh, telling another woman friend of hers. Hey, look, you know, you a confidence building speech. And it was great. It was fun to hear her say so. She was really laying out for her friend, which made me happy. You know, everybody needs to get that kind of pick me up every once in a while. And, uh, and so she hugged her friends, said goodbye. She got in the car with me and then we started driving. And, uh, you know, I used her name a few times. She used my name a few times and she found out I was from Chicago. I found out where she was from and we started talking and then she dropped the fact that she was in town. She's from, she loved Los Angeles very much, but she doesn't live here anymore. She lives in another state. Uh, they used to live here for 15 years, but her husband, his work, they travel and, uh, and she mentions he was in town to cover the world series. Now I didn't ask who he was cause that's prying and weird. I was like, Oh, terrific. Does he, does he work for a network? Is he writer? Is he? And she goes, no, no, he works. She goes, what day? She goes, he works in all sorts of different venues. He works radio, he works TV, he works print. And I was just like, fantastic. So she and I begin talking. She starts telling me about her family. I start talking about my family. And, uh, and then she says, do you do voiceovers? I said, you know, I, uh, sort of, I said, I have in the past. And uh, she goes, wow. She goes, you really, she goes, trust me, my husband works in radio. You should be in radio. Like there's no, there's no doubting it. Like I'm listening to you now and you sound just as good, if not better than the people he works with. I said, you're super nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. And then I was making her laugh and she was making me laugh. And then she's like, well, what do you do if you don't, if you don't do voiceovers? I go, so well, I've done a couple. I said, but I, and then I, same thing. I said, I have a podcast. I'm a comedian. She's like, oh my gosh, I've just learned about podcasts. And, uh, and I told her the name of mine. And, and then she said, she, again, it was, uh, this is the story of my life. She's like, well, I've had a bit to drink tonight. I said, well, I totally understand. Cause she wasn't, she wasn't drunk or falling down. She was just a little tipsy. Um, but she goes, but boy, I'm telling you, she goes, and I go, well, that's the booze talking then. If you're telling me I got a good voice, she goes, oh my gosh, no, absolutely not. She goes, I'm telling you, you sound amazing. Like your voice is really great. 
She goes, my husband would, would totally agree with me. Uh, so I drove her to her hotel in downtown. And as we pulled up, she goes, all right, I, I need to know like what you do, your name. I need all of it. I need, and, and uh, I said, all right, here's my name. You can Google it. She goes, look, I, I gotta be honest. I can't even see my phone right now, uh, because it's nighttime and whatever. She goes, here's my phone. She goes, put your information on my phone. So I gave her my name. I gave her the podcast name and I gave her the website. And, uh, I probably should give her my phone number as well, but I thought that would be weird if her husband saw a weird phone number in her phone, because I'm, I'm, I, and again, I know you're not supposed to think like that. His wife was doing a business deal just like anybody else, but I just, in my brain, I'm a fucking, you know, it goes spinning. But I said, uh, I said, here you go. And she goes, all right. She goes, I want to help you. I said, that's great. I said, I appreciate that. Anybody who can help me is a friend of mine. She goes, well, no, she goes, you should definitely be on radio. You should be working and doing all of those things. And I said, fantastic. Thank you. She goes, what's your show about? I said, it's about this. She said, really? I said, it's about whoever gets in the car or whatever I do in my life. If I go to the store and I, I, I go, I've had shows about the breakup of my marriage and I've had shows that have been about nothing. I go, it's just, it depends. And uh, I just talk until I'm done. And she said, that's wow. That's incredible. She goes, you should absolutely be doing a radio show. You should because of your voice and, and anybody, she goes, anybody who can talk like that. She goes, I admire that so much. Anybody who can just talk and keep people entertained, like as a standup or, or a, a podcast. That's, that's incredible. I said, well, you're very nice. Thank you. And she got out. She was super cool. And she went uh, into the hotel. So if she's chosen this week to listen, because this was Sunday, this might be her first, uh, she may be listening now, or she might not be, I don't know. Uh, but for me to go, Hey, look, I don't have a whole lot to talk about this week is, is maybe it's a bad thing. Maybe I should have had a story locked and loaded, but I've been, uh, kind of beating my head against the fucking wall, trying to make some dough, trying to make some cash, trying to make some, uh, some simoleons on this Halloween week. It is Halloween. Today's Halloween. No, it's not. Today's Tuesday, which means that Halloween is Wednesday, which is tomorrow. And you're getting this fucking Thursday. So why, why am I even bringing up it? It's Halloween. It's, you know, it's not even Halloween month anymore. I just said it's Halloween week. It's not even Halloween month anymore. When you're hearing this, you're hearing this in November. There's already a chill in the air and you're out buying fucking turkeys. And I'm sitting here talking about Halloween and ghosts and spooky goblins. It's it's long past. You know, nobody goes backwards. I say move forward like a shark. Well, now that you're hearing the show on November 1st and I'm talking about a Halloween conceit, eh, it's pointless. Halloween was yesterday. It's in your rearview mirror. This show is taillights for you folks people. I'm sneaking up behind you. Although, you know what? Maybe that's a pretty good metaphor for Halloween. Uh, just like Halloween, just like serial killers and ghosts and goblins, I'm sneaking up behind you. Don't turn around. You'll see me doing this show. Did I get out of it? Did I, did I work my way out of it? Maybe not. <laughs> All right. So tomorrow's Halloween, but you're getting this Thursday. So yesterday was Halloween. Uh, and fuck, you know, what? All right, this is in my fucking brain. You know, I don't tell you those anecdotes about the people in my car to sound like I'm just jerking myself off and, hey, I'm really great. I mean, that's that's not the case. These are things that really happen. I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, and then this person liked me and then that person liked me and ha ha ha, can you believe this? All of these people love me. It's fantastic. No, fuck all that. I'm not, I'm not that guy just fucking stroking myself off for you guys to go, wow, Mike's great. It's not, it's, I don't need a pat on the head for that or an attaboy. I'm just telling you what happened. You know, those people were in the car and that was cool and those are the conversations that took place and yay. And will anything come of it? I, I'm going to say one half of 1% maybe. And the rest, no, <laughs> the rest doubtful, because as we know, I've told you anecdotes before people are in the car like, man, you got a great voice. You do radio, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. Um, but also, I guess, you know, if I, uh, I'm also tired of I'm not going to talk myself into telling you guys that this is not a good thing. I, I, I do that all the fucking time. And also, I got to start pretending like I got to get it like I'm desperate to get into the business. I'm in the fucking business. That's why I'm doing this goddamn show. And you guys are listening to me. You know, it's just a different kind of business. Am I am I on fucking CBS? No. Uh, but I, I'm on fucking MBS. I'm on fucking mic broadcasting systems. Fuck that, man. I'm bringing you everything. Every guy. I'm not SBS. Schmitty broadcasting systems. Uh, and, and that's enough. 
I mean, that's that's what I'm doing. And you guys are here and you've listened for a fucking long time. So also, I do know this. You've listened for a long time, so you don't hold it against me. You're not like, oh, Mike, we get it. Your voice is good and people told you. Yeah, I, I'm not looking for that. And you know that I'm not looking for that. Uh, so good. So uh, all right. So so is it OK that I told you those people were in my car? That was fine. I think it was. Uh, but but that makes sense because, again, I'm feeling bad now that they were in my car and I, didn't, I don't have a story locked and loaded. So I'm going to go with a Halloween angle because uh, I'll tell you what. Here's what I did today. I went to my post office box and I picked up some packages. So I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to call this, this is like my Halloween trick or treat show. So it's like, I'm saying trick or treat. uh, And then someone opens the door and they hands me a box and I've got them all right here and I can open them on the air and we'll hear exactly what has been sent to me from people uh, uh, around the world, around the globe. Uh, And that's, I, that's as bad as a, a thing as viewer mail or getting, I'm sure it is, but it's, it's what I got for you this week. And hopefully you won't hold it against me. Hopefully, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, if it's Halloween week, I'm disguised as unprepared podcaster who doesn't have a story. How about that? So we'll, we'll do our best to finagle our way out of it with the gifts that I've got over here on my right, your left. Uh, and we'll open them up on the air here. I don't know where you're sitting. Could be your left. Uh, you could be on the right standing on the eject like our friend LL Cool J. And that finds its way into the show every goddamn year at some point. All right. So here's a here's an envelope I've got. I'm going to tell you, this feels like a book. I don't know what this is, but it feels like a book. So we're going to we're going to tear it open. Hold on. Well, actually, all right. Uh, before I open that envelope, I'm going to do this. Uh, I have a box here. I mentioned I have four gifts. Here's how here's how badly I'm stretching this conceit. Uh, I said I have four gifts. Well, I have three gifts, really. But I have a fourth gift that... Uh, that I bought for myself. I know I know exactly what it is. So <laughs> I'm cheating already. I'm cheating when I say that I had other gifts, but I know what one of these is. Uh, but I, I'm happy I got it and I want to open it on the air so I can I, I want to look at the thing because I've been waiting uh, for a long time. I think, I, you know, what? actually, I may have blown this earlier in the show that I already mentioned this fucking thing. I might have because I talked about buying the fridge and there was another thing I was going to buy. And then I bought this and it finally arrived. But let's open it. All right. Hold on. This is pretty fucking heavy. So we're going to open this fucking box. All right. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, all right. Can you hear that? Everybody? Did you, I know you're thinking, like, Mike, did you buy a cowbell? I did not buy a cowbell. Hold on. Ooh, let's put this here, like, as a little sound thing. You hear that, baby? That is the sound of your, uh, I think it's a 14-inch cast iron skillet that I bought for myself that I am preparing to... Uh, Look, I went shopping last week, dudes. I went to the store. I bought fucking chicken thighs. I bought steak. I've been eating steak and eggs this week because, you know, I can cook that. I know how to make a steak. I can make some eggs. Bought some avocados and some tomatoes. Dudes, I've been eating like a fucking genius. Uh, no candy. Although, man, I'll tell you what, with Halloween, you know, because also in, in two days, it all goes on sale. All the shit nobody bought. Walking in the store and seeing that stuff just laying there, you're just like, God damn it. But, uh, but I'll tell you what, I will bring this with me. And every time I look at candy, I'll just bang myself in the fucking skull. Uh, but this is a cast iron skillet, ladies and gentlemen. Now put it on the desk here. I'll have you. Oh, fuck. Um, that I've purchased to start cooking things at my house. That's right. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, you, I know you're like, well, Mike, you talked about cooking and you were going to buy a, a cast iron skillet. Well, well what do you, do, you, what, do you know how to care for it? I looked it up on the Internet, folks. I've got I've got the Internet. I've got your Google. And I was able to look it up and it said to wash it with salt and season it with oil. And I got to put it in the oven and do all this other stuff. And then, I, like I said, I went shopping. Dudes, I bought uh, I bought butter that uses uh, avocado oil. I bought butter that uses coconut oil. I bought, uh, look, I'm a healthy motherfucker. Don't kid yourselves. I bought, like I said, avocados and tomatoes. I bought steaks. I bought some filet mignon. I bought a New York strip that I can cut into three pieces and and cook that up with some eggs. Uh, I bought some green onions, some scallions to chop up and throw into the eggs. Bought some tomatoes. God damn, folks, I'm a healthy dude. You know what I bought? Cauliflower rice. 
Not only that, I bought cauliflower rice with peas and carrots inside of it, and I bought some California mix broccoli, cauliflower, and carrots uh, whole vegetables. I've got vegetables, motherfuckers. I've got uh, bacon. I bought bacon to eat with my eggs because I was told that. Because uh, here's the thing. I'm... I'm uh, being told I have to be a keto person by my trainer, John. He wants to try to get me over to keto. So that's why eggs and bacon and all that stuff. So no carbs is what he's trying to get me to eliminate. And uh, so far, so good this week. Uh, I do have some rice in the counter, that uh, in, the, in the counter, in the cabinet. And I'm going to make that rice because I got to get rid of it. I don't want to throw it. Look, I can't waste rice, folks. I don't want to throw, <laughs> I don't throw it away. You know me. So I'm going to make uh, the rice and, and consume that this week. But the whole point is as long as it's not candy bars, I got to fucking avoid candy bars. That's, dude, that's so huge. Been lifting, been running. Uh, showing up early at the gym, doing a little cardio. I'm, I'm excited. And uh, yeah, as you know, little Schmoy, uh, little Schmitty, little Schmoities, uh, little, little Mortys, little Schmoities, little Schmitty's Attaboy Fit Brigade exists on Facebook. If you want to go ahead and duck into there, folks, you can, uh, you can check it out. You know what? Now that it dawns on me, no, oh, never mind. I'll fucking, I'll talk about this in a minute. Um, but yeah, little Schmitty's Attaboy Fit Brigade is in there. Scott Palmiter's doing all of his running. He's, t- he's taking care of business. Our friend Adriana is going to all of her classes. Everybody's in there. And it's and look, activity has fallen off. Thank you, Scott, and people, anybody who posts in there to try to keep it alive. Uh, as you know, and all right, look, the laws of my Fitbit has led me to not want to run or keep track of my food, even though in my head I'm keeping track of my food. Eh, whatever. Many excuses. But if you want to jump back in and see uh, th- things I've cooked and stuff like that, well, then you can jump in at the little, little Schmitty's Attaboy Fit Brigade and show us your food, show us your workout schedule. And uh, and let's all try to do it together. We, I, I talked to Spencer Mahari. We were going to do some stuff, and it turned out that didn't get to happen. Yeah, everybody's got a busy life. Everybody's got their own stuff going on. And I mean, it's you know, it's tough for me to post, hey, I drove 14 hours you know, over the car. I mean, I drove 12 hours because Uber kicks you off the app, but I was out in the car for 14 hours because sometimes you turn it off and you stop, you pull over 15 minutes, take a fucking walk because you're going to otherwise die and get thrombosis or some bullshit. So, uh, so yeah, so the point is folks, it's out there. Go ahead and join Lil Schmitty's Attaboy Fit Brigade. If you want to see this cast iron skillet in action, you want to see me cooking. I got, I've got a cookbook. I've got a cast iron cookbook. I've got a slow cooker cookbook. I'm bringing my slow cooker out and putting it on the fucking countertop. Dudes, I want to like crazy hibernate. Like I want to put on flannel sheets on my bed. I want to get on a slow cooker and make some chicken soup, but it's still 90 fucking degrees in LA, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know where I got to go to do that. And I know it's cold by you because I see people all posting on Facebook and stuff, but here in LA, man, it will not, it will not transition. I mean, at night, gets to be like 55 you know i mean and that's you know that's cold for me but uh but also i'm not gonna make chicken soup and eat it at 2 30 in the fucking morning plus i gotta be in bed by two and up by 10 look i'm rededicated myself to this whole thing folks so there's the uh, the first thing is i bought a cast iron skillet for myself that i will be using to cook and i'm excited about it folks uh so now let's get to this envelope that i talked about earlier here's the here's the envelope uh, it's from Amazon fulfillment services. I don't, I don't know. And by the way, I haven't checked my PO box in months. Uh, so I, I, to get three gifts was, was nice and I appreciate it. But, uh, but I apologize to people who've sent stuff because this, one of these things came in July. You know what I mean? So, all right, let's take a look. I got it. Hold on. Oh, it's got that weird bubble wrap envelope. All right. So the top of that off and, uh, we open it up. I'm sorry. I think the envelope just hit the microphone. And I will tell you, there is no, there's no letter from anybody. There's nothing that says who it's from. There's no, there's nobody uh, that no one says, Hey, this is from me. And that's fine. Uh, but thank you for your anonymous gift person who sent me something. You are totally awesome. And what you sent me was a book called the Tao of Bill Murray. Uh, real life stories of joy, enlightenment, and party crashing. When confronted by life's challenges and opportunities, we should all be asking ourselves, what would Bill Murray do? This book actually has the answers. It's a collection of the most epic, hilarious, and strange Bill Murray stories. I'm very excited for this book. Thank you, because Bill Murray, as you all know, as we all know, is a genius, 
and the person we should all em- uh, emulate, I guess, is is because I, I almost I almost said it. And I stopped myself. Now let's all let's all live like Bill Murray. Bill Murray had a quote that I. I uh, kept in my phone for a long time, and I just found it the other day. And essentially, it was like he learned that he could be the best at his job, and he was completely relaxed and not worried about anything. And so he's just decided to spend his whole life like that, never worrying about anything and just having the most fun he possibly can at any given moment. And it allows him to be the best at what he wants to do. And uh, and look, I, I wish I could say I'm that way all the time. That would be lovely. I mean, but as we all know, I almost killed two teenagers in a movie theater last week, so... <laughs> Oh, I can't lay claim to having the Tao of Bill Murray running through my veins just yet, but maybe this book will help. Maybe this book will lead me. Let's open it up to a, a random page. The seventh principle, be persistent, be persistent, be persistent. All right. Well, I will know that. Oh, it's the 10 principles of Bill. That's what they are. The second principle, surprise is golden. Randomness is lobster. <laughs> Very funny. I like that. All right. So the films of Bill Murray, the princess of Bill Murray. I'm excited to read that. I really wish I knew who sent it because I could thank them on the air here. But thank you for somebody for thinking of me uh, with the Tao of Bill Murray. I will definitely read that book. Uh, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Why do I, I don't know why I'm putting it like that. All right. What do we got here? Uh, let's open this one right now. Here's another box, folks. And this, uh, this is from our friend Jeff Thomas. Now, I know what this is, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to open first. And then ask questions later. Hold on. I got to get some scissors because there's a bunch of uh, tape uh, on this box. Hold on. I got to slide this through here. See, this is, this is compelling radio. This is this is why you're uh, the people who sit in my car and go, you should have a great voice. You should really be doing radio. Then they hear this thing and be like, yeah, maybe we jump the gun on that. You're opening boxes on the air like a goon. Uh, all right. So that, oh, man, is that, is that? No, okay. I'm just going to rip it apart because why not? Um, there's that rip. There's that rip. I open it like a little garage door. Instead of opening the top, I open it like a garage door. And now I, I pull this out and it is all wrapped in, in brown paper. It is completely, uh, but I'm going to pull it out here and just see, is there a note from Jeff? Um, of course there isn't. Why would Jeff write me a note? He, I mean, and look, I knew Jeff was sending this, so I guess I shouldn't be like, Hey, why not send me a note? But, uh, I am the fucking talent. I could, you could send me a courtesy note that says, hi, Mike, hope you enjoy it. Uh, but what he sent me is something that I've been, uh, I've talked about on the air here a few times and, uh, he was like, finally he reached out to me and he's like, you know what, man, uh, I could send you this cause I have it and I'm not using it. And I said, all right, we'll go ahead. He sent me a dash cam to put on my dashboard and, uh, and film all of these, all of these people who punch me in the head, all of the people who throw up in my car, all of the people who tell me my voice is great. Now I will have vis- visual proof of all of these things happening because I have a dash cam. Now I will tell you this. He did say to me, he's like, hey man, I got a dash cam. You want it? I'm like, yeah, dude, I would totally want that. Um, you, getting back to the thing with the dresser a couple of weeks ago, remember I was like, the guy's like, you got a dresser. I go, I'll totally take that dresser. Then I get to his house. It's under a blue tarp. One of the legs is broken. I'm just like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I'll still take it. So Jeff was like, man, I got a dash cam. You totally want it? I'm like, yeah, that'd be fantastic, dude. Thank you. And he goes, okay, uh, it's not in a box and it doesn't have a manual. So you're gonna have to Google the directions and how to hook it up. And, uh, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I mean, yay. Thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> I, I don't mean to be a dick. I'm sure I sound like a dick with that, but that's again, I, I look, I, I, sh- I should be on Twitch right now, but I don't have a monitor and I, and I need, uh, and hooking it up is a, is a thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's. Uh, 
I, I know, make an effort, do your work, do the, do the work, just fucking do your job. And I, and I know, so my job is to hook up this dash cam. Oh, this is a big, this is big. I mean, I didn't think they were this big. Um, this thing's, it, it's bigger than the webcam I use to go online with you guys. Uh, when I do live streams, which by the way, let's talk about that. Uh, I have a live stream tomorrow night. I don't know tonight. It's Thursday. If you're listening to, uh, right now, YouTube, a live stream, six o'clock PM Pacific. And then that's of course, eight o'clock in Chicago, nine o'clock in New York, seven o'clock in Denver, four o'clock in Honolulu in Waikiki, in, uh, on the big island, the small island, all of the islands, except for the one that just got consumed by the ocean. You see that fucking story? Dudes, we're going to be all, we're all going to be dead in 15 years. Get your kids on a spaceship. Have, have, have one of your smart kids invent a spaceship so they can take all of the youth up to another planet or somewhere because, man, part of Hawaii got swallowed by the ocean. And everybody's like, well, it was just a small island. Well, I get news for you. You ever stand on a small island? Doesn't look too fucking small. Uh, and then when the ocean swallows it up, it's pretty easy to go. Yeah, it's just a small island. Well, fuck you, man. I don't have if, if islands are disappearing because like these are islands in the stream. That's what they are. Uh, no in between. Uh, how can we be wrong? Sail away with me to another world and uh, we will rely on each other to build a spaceship to get our kids out of here. It's not consumed by the ocean. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> ha. Making love to each other. Ha uh-huh. ha. So here's a bunch of chords that I have from my good friend, uh, uh, Jeff Thomas. And I'll try to figure out how those go into the car. And I guess I'll have to Google this webcam. And I think he may have sent me a note with the name of uh, like which one it is or whatever. It's got a sticky thing on the bottom that I would use to stick on my dashboard. I, I'm, I'm excited. So here you go. So I've got, I mean, look, I'll be truly honest with you. I will do the best I can to hook that up. I'm very, I'm not Captain Technical. I'm not that dude who gets to hook things up, but, uh, but I will try. I, it's got a, it looks like it's got a USB cord and I don't know where that's going to go in my car. Um, and then it's got another cord that looks like it goes into a cigarette lighter. How old is this webcam? Is this, is this even, Oh, wait a minute. It's actually got, Oh, I see what this is. This is a cloth that you throw over the back and you hold a, uh, a trowel with flash powder in it. Oh, okay. Well then it's one of those. It's an old timey. It's not a video camera. It's a still camera for your webcam. Fantastic. It's a, uh, oh, all right. So either way I will. Now I've got a, there's a couple of USB cords. This has got a lightning port. It looks like, I don't know. I, who cares? I'll Google it and I'll try to figure it out. And hopefully I can hook up that dash cam. And you know what? I might just put that fucking thing on my dashboard just to deter anybody from acting like a dick. You know what I mean? Just so I can go, Hey, look, you're on camera and they'll go, yay. And then they'll just fucking shut up and not be mean. Uh, but thank you, Jeff. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for thinking of the world because God knows the world needs me to have a dash cam because otherwise something bad's going to happen to the fucking world when I get in my car and start acting like the world acts. And then, and then it's just misery. Uh, all right. So we've got one more box, one here that we're going to do for uh trick or treat 40 year old boy Halloween. And this one, dude, this has got a fuck ton of tape on it. All right. So there's that. And then let's cut this edge here. All right. And, uh, I probably could have done the, all of the, the busy work before I got in the air here. I would imagine. Uh, all right. So now I'm going to slide this. Oh, I'm sliding scissors. I want to on the air. I want to cut myself to the point where you hear it. Just fucking gouge into my chest. Uh, all right. I think I dug, did I dig in there enough? I don't know. Hold on. Fuck. See, I don't want to let you guys go. All right. Maybe I'll just tear it again, but there's more tape there. Fuck. All right. Uh, <laughs> let me do this. I'm going to pry some tape off. God damn this. Oh, hold on. I just hit the computer. Am I still recording? Jesus Christ. I hope I am. Did you hear that noise? The fucking, it just jerked out of my goddamn hand. Oh, this is misery. All right. Well, let's. Boy, I don't want you guys. Is this loud in your he- your ears? I, I think it might be. This is a lot of fucking tape. You know, should I let you guys go? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get all the tape off. I'll be back. You're listening to the 40 year old boy. Coming up, ask the Lizard King. An Indian shaman asks ex doors frontman Jim Morrison questions submitted by everyday listeners. 
Oh, great lizard king! Louie from Tucson writes, I have to make the toast at my parents' 45th wedding anniversary. I am no good at public speaking. Any suggestions on what I should say? Father, yes, son, I want to kill you. Lizard King, that's, that's kind of dark. I don't know if that's what Louie was thinking when... Mother! Oh, no. No, um... Lizard King? I want to... No, I, I think we should stop. No, we're stopping! Stopping! Put the feathers away! Break on through with Ask the Lizard King on the Mike Schmidt Podcasting Network. All right, come on, yeah! Hi. <laughs> all right, I've carved all the tape off the sides here, but I can now tear open the box. I did not look inside because, again, I want that reveal on on the air. So, we'll... all right, we rip open the top, and there's a note. All right, let me read the note. This note says, Mike, just as Thanos snapped his fingers and made over the universe, was thinking how you made over your apartment. Figured this would be fitting to watch over things. Best, oh, it's from our, you know what? It's from our friend Ken Fairhall. In Toronto, and I know that because there's two N's in Ken. There's not, I don't know any other Ken who's hogging an N. Uh, and he says, see you soon, because I will be coming up to Toronto more uh, sooner than later, actually. And let's, so let's open this up. And it is, oh, dudes, guess what? It is, it is a Thanos Funko Pop. A little Thanos, and he's got the power gauntlet, and all the stones are in there from the Infinity War. Uh, it is Thanos, vinyl bobblehead. It is, it's amazing. It's a Funko Pop, and he will go on my dresser, because I didn't tell you guys that, did I? Uh, thank you, Ken. That's fucking amazing. He will absolutely, he's going to watch over the bedroom at least, although maybe I'll give him a shift in the uh, living room as well. Uh, but uh, dudes, listen, man, I fucking, uh, I read him, like I said, my bedroom is done. And on my, saw so my dresser, I was able to unpack some stuff. So on my dresser, like I told you, I've got, I want to hang up. I got my I got my movie posters framed. I want to get some artwork for the room. I, I've I've got photographs up of family and friends, which is fucking great. Um, but dudes, I on my dresser all of my everything you guys have ever bought me. Any I've got a Paul Stanley bobblehead on there that it was a gift. Uh, I've got all, someone sent me a Chuck Woolery bobblehead. I've got all these all my jokers are on there. My, dude, my dresser and and it's funny. I I got a Gogo Yubari, which someone sent me, but the it broke, so she won't stand up anymore. So I have an Anderson Spider Silva that someone sent me. And again, I wish I knew who sent me all these things. I should have fucking kept a running list. But somebody sent me an Anderson Spider Silva UFC figure a million years ago. And I found it. It was still in the package. So I fucking took it out. And he's top heavy. Like the UFC made him poorly because he's all muscly, but he's got tight. His feet aren't big enough to support him. So he keeps falling face first. So, dude, I threw him on his back. And I got Gogo Yubari on top of him because she won't stand up either. And so she looks she looks like she's got the mount on fucking spider. It's gorgeous. So I mean that's on my dresser. And now Thanos will go live on my dresser with everybody else. He looks bigger than the other Funko Pops. I, I hope the uh, I hope he doesn't scare everybody. But all my bobbleheads, all I, my Chase Utley figure that someone sent me once. It was Christmas in July or Chasemus in July. Somebody got a like a Chase Utley. It's not even a bobblehead. It's just a, a, a plastic. It's a fucking awesome little statue of Chase Utley that they got at a Philly game for me. Um, I got a Philly cap that uh, I think our friend Jason gave me or was a JD who gave me when I was in Cincinnati. Whatever. I'll, my, I'll take a photo of it and post it. But uh, but it's great. So now Thanos will take his uh, he'll take his rightful place uh, at the front of the at the front of the head, at the front of the front of the head, at the head of the desk, the hunt of the front of the dresser, whatever the fuck he will be there. And he will take care of it. That courtesy of Ken. And you know what? Maybe I just put this webcam in my bedroom and I just do the show from there. What do you say? Let's. What if I hook up this webcam in my house? I just start streaming 24-7 from the house and you see me 
hibernating and doing nothing. Uh, how about that? I go drive and then I come home. Uh, you see, watch me make stew. Watch me cook in this cast iron skillet for fuck's sake. Uh, you guys are so great. Thank you so much for thinking of me, sending me stuff. And, uh, and I know it's, it's, you know, we, we cheaped out a little bit on this week's show. I get that. I understand. But I mean, I mean there's 11 years of archives on YouTube. You want to go here? You want to hear a full hour or two hours of show? Well, I guess, holy fuck, this is an hour. You want to hear a couple hours go over there? It was funny. Those people too. I was like, oh, I do podcasts. They're like two hours long. They're going to look at this one. It's barely an hour. Everybody's going to be like, oh, dude, you lied. I didn't lie. Technically. I mean, I, if you go again, look at it, go, please consume my archives. I'm sure that's what that uh, agent guy is doing. He's going to listen to every show for all 11 years before he calls me. I'll hear from him in three years. Hey, we think we can do business. There's no, when microphones don't even exist anymore, it's just me sleeping in a tent underneath a viaduct with a fucking Thanos figure clutching it and remembering when I had fans and friends, uh, happy Halloween. And thank you for everybody for thinking of me. And, uh, and, uh, and next week we'll be, we'll, I, cause again, I'll be in the car a ton this week too. I, I gotta, we'll, we'll figure something out. I, but next week I'm not apologizing. Fuck that. This show is fine. <laughs> that's what I want to do. You know, that's what I got into this business for to put out shows that are fine. That's, that's what you want. You know, I want that Kevin Costner reaction, just like in fucking Madonna's movie when he was like, it was neat. And she's just like, Oh my God, I can't believe you called my show neat. She's fucking naked doing the splits, showing everybody your fucking uh, her vagina. And he's like, it was neat. Your vagina is totally neat. Um, now I just, I haven't shown you my vagina. I showed you my uvula. That's what I showed you this week, but, uh, but it's a, whatever we did it and we're fine. And thank you. And you guys are super cool. And thank you for gifts. Thank you for webcam. Thank you for Thanos. Thank you for the Dow of Bill Murray. Maybe I'll read, you know, if I read the Dow of Bill Murray, maybe it'll calm me down. Maybe he'll be like, Hey, you know what? It's enough, Mike. That'll do. That'll do Schmidt. <laughs> That'll do. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, those are all places that exist and I'm on them. You should check me out on there. You know, I'm on Instagram as well. I'm at Instagram at Mike four zero Y O B. I'm also at Snapchat, Mike four zero Y O B. Find me on there. I've been getting, uh, people have been sending me nice things on Snapchat and saying, hello, even though, like I said, I'm too old to be on there probably, but that's okay. As long as you send me notes, I'll answer. Uh, and Instagram also, you know, you post stuff. I posted a thing of me in the shape a while ago. I need to get more active probably on Instagram and post stuff. Uh, maybe, maybe it's a good place to post my Japan, Japan photos and stuff. I don't know. And again, the shady thing pops up and goes, man, it's too late. Nobody wants to hear that you went to Japan and see those things at six months old or 10 months old now. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. But who cares? I got to do it. I'll put, I'll post more stuff and you'll love it. And just follow me at Instagram and Snapchat, Mike four zero Y O B. I'm there. I'm lurking. I'm big. I'm bad. I'm nationwide. Uh, remember that Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show. He's the coolest guy ever. He uh, did the website. He's uh, available at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Be his friend there, please. Giovanni Giorgio Peluso is the guy who had to take a break there. Giovanni Giorgio Peluso is, uh, he's our, one of our, uh, guys who he's just kind of a jack of all trades, man. If I need stuff done, I, ta- I contact him and if he's available to do it, he does it. He's very nice to me. He's also very busy all the time with other things that he's got going on with, uh, well, what other things do you ask? Well, you can ask him yourself if you go to facebook.com slash Giovanni Giorgio Peluso. But if you want me to tell you, well, why not? He has the Love Between Two Hosts YouTube channel. The Love Between The Two Hosts or The Love Between Two Hosts? The Two Hosts, I think. YouTube channel. He's got his podcast, the Geo Get It On podcast. That's always available and always there for you to listen to. G-I-O, get it on. And uh, he does all the love line stuff too, man. He scrubs up and, and cleans up and elbow shines and polishes all of the old love lines and brings them to you so you can hear about somebody talking about their genital warts from 1989. Don't you want to do that? Of course you do, for fuck's sake. So find love line stuff. Tell Gio you appreciate all of his hard work uh, because we appreciate his hard work here. He built our YouTube channel as well. So uh, I'll tell you about that on the other side. And of course, David Mex Hernandez is our uh, consigliere. 
our art guy, our music guy. He does all that stuff for us. You can uh, find him at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and be his friend there. And also he has a website called artbydmh.com. He's doing uh, custom artwork for everybody, but I'll tell you this, you can't get him through the website. I mean, you can go check out his stuff there at artbydmh.com, but you want to find him at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez with any requests for any holiday paintings that you would want. And again, we are now Christ. I mean, I, you know, it's the 30th now, but I mean, it's, it's by the time you get this it's the first. So we're, like I said, we're already into fucking November. So now you're, you're T minus 65 days until Christmas. And that gives him a, a world of pressure to get your project done. So go look at his stuff, go to artbydmh.com, check out the stuff that he does. And then think to yourself, well, I'd like him to do some artwork for me. If you want him to do charcoals, if you want him to do renderings, you want him to do oil paintings, whatever he can do, he will do. But I will tell you this, he is fucking swamped. He's been, uh, he's very popular. He should be because he's really talented and really good at what he does. And people, so they contact him and then he, he, you know, he has a, a hierarchy of, you know, first come first served. And, and I don't know how hard it is to be an artist, like work with oils and st- make stuff dry before you can ship it. I mean, there's all of that stuff to consider. All of these factors are in play. So time is of the essence. Go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and, uh, you know, fire out a salvo, tell him what you want, discuss with him what he can do. And, uh, and if you really want to get a feel for what he can do and has done, go to artbydmh.com and find out uh, what style you prefer because he's got all a lot, tons of his old work. He does the stuff for our show, but he's done all sorts of other individual stuff. And uh, a lot of it is on display there at artbydmh.com. That's where you need to go to visit what he does so you know what to order for Christmas for all of your family to make them happy. That's artbydmh.com, A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. As I got home about a half past ten There was the woman I thought I knew In the arms of another man I kept my cool, I ain't no fool Let me tell you what happened then I packed some clothes and I walked out And I ain't going back again So take a letter, Maria Address it to my wife Say I won't be coming home Gotta start a new life So take a letter, Maria Address it to my wife Send a copy to my lawyer Gotta start a new life You've been many things But most of all A good secretary to me And it's times like this I feel You'll always be close to me Was I wrong to work nights To try to build a good life All work and no play Has just cost me a wife So take a letter, Maria Undress it to my wife Say I won't be coming home Gotta start a new life Take a letter, Maria Address it to my wife Send a copy to my lawyer Gotta start a new life When a man loves a woman It's hard to understand That she could find more pleasure In the arms of another man I never really noticed how sweet you are to me It just so happens I'm free tonight 
Would you like to have dinner with me? So take a letter, Maria. Address it to my wife. Say I won't be coming home. I'm gonna start a new life. So take a letter, Maria. Address it to my wife. Send a copy to my lawyer. Gotta start a new life. So take a letter, Maria. Address it to my wife. Say I won't be coming home. I'm gonna start a new life. So take a letter, Maria. Address it to my wife. Send a copy to my lawyer. I'm gonna start a new life. Want to remind you folks about the Monday night teas that used to be every Monday night at the three clubs on Vine at Santa Monica. Now it doesn't exist. So why am I talking about it? Just because I felt like leading in with that this time. I felt like why not? It seems like a throwback show. It's Halloween and as a it was a trick. There it was. It was a trick for you guys. Maybe this whole show is a trick. Uh, you expected a treat and you got a trick. But you know what? I give you 51 treats a year. I can go ahead and give you one trick for fuck's sake. Why not? What are you guys special? Come to my door with your bag open and your ears open and you expect me to fill it with candy every goddamn week? Well, I'll tell you something. Sometimes you get a rock. That happens, buddy. Sometimes you show up at the door and you're like, hey, fill my ears with with uh, honey and brilliance. And uh, you walk away and then your buddy with the ghost costume with 17 black dots and it goes, I got a rock. Sometimes you put on your mask, you go trick or treat and you think things are going to be great. And then sometimes the silver shamrock song plays and then and you wind up dead on the floor, dead on the floor, dead on the floor. And you wind up dead on the floor. Your head turns into bugs, right? That's awful. Um, but what if I just played that this week? God, now I'm really pissed at myself. I should have just played that all week long just for an hour, an hour over and over. And you would listen. You'd listen the whole time because you'd wonder when the fuck was he going to finally stop? And would he ever? I should have committed to that bit. Now I'm thinking of it too late. Well, it's not really too late. I mean, it is Tuesday. I could fucking do that tomorrow. Eh, no, I can't. Because, uh, <laughs> well, I could. You know, and literally one more day till Halloween. Oh no, but it would have to be yesterday was Halloween, Halloween, because you're hearing it on fucking Thursday. Uh, it's a good thing that I didn't commit to this plan. I talked myself out of it. Listen, you heard me come up with it, think it would be a good idea, and then talk myself out of it. You've heard the whole entire uh, arc of what I do. Uh, that I, I think of things that are great ideas, and then I go, nobody wants to fucking hear that, and I talk myself out of it. You just heard it in in real fucking time, man. We have a sponsor. Should I talk about that for a second? I probably should. Why not? This is our sponsor, our great friend, Paranoid Strain, our friend Fearful Jesuit, his pa- podcast, Piad. I almost said, P- I almost sound like Cartman. Piad, get uh, his podcast, which is called, of course, The Paranoid Strain. It's available on the iTunes store right now. If you go listen to this one, it's his part two of his 9 11 uh, oeuvre, or no, not oeuvre, his 9 11 uh, opus. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with opus. I like that. It's his 9-11, well, this is part two, so I don't know if it's much of an opus. It's a one and a two, and a three, and a four, ha-ha. Uh, it covers his visit to the 9-11 Museum. It, uh, you'll hear about the craziest book he's ever read. You'll hear Pen, Pineapple, Apple Pen at a wonderful volume. I mean, you'll just have a great time. He'll expose you to conspiracy theories and fucking idiots who you had no idea existed, and you'll be uh, terrified even more than you are now. Even You know, because look, you can go through your Twitter feed, cycle through and see terrible things all day, every day. And just think to yourself, well, this is over, right? Everything's over. And then you listen to fucking uh, Jesuit's show. And then you're like, man, everything's been over for a while. (laughs) He always, it's funny. He'll tell me, he'll like launch these missives where he'll send me a text. He's like, dude, this is the best time to be alive in the world's history. 
Like right now we are so privileged and you don't even know it that I'm just like, I get that. But when I see 75 Kardashians and, and a guy with a Nazi flag and all this other bullshit and, and, and it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, I'm been alive 51 years and I, I don't recall it being this, uh, dreary, but I mean, who's that? That's me. You know what? I I just need to go out to the store, buy some currants and chrysanthemums, buy some flowers, put those up all over the place. Maybe that I'll hide behind, hide myself in a, a world of fragrance. <laughs> uh, all right. So our friend fearful Jesuit has the paranoid strain podcast available in the iTunes store. Go listen to it. Go download it. Go give it a review in the iTunes store mentioning us, please, because then they'll know that we sent you there and everybody will be happy. Uh, certainly Jesuit will be happy with his sponsoring of said show, uh, or you can contact him directly at the paranoid strain at gmail.com and say, man, I'm listening to your show. I love it. I love getting lost in conspiracy theories. I absolutely love hearing about how Neo's passport told us all about nine 11 before we knew nine 11 was going to happen. Uh, because that's also featured in this week's fucking show or this month's fucking show. And also go listen to the back episodes. If you're just getting into paranoid strain, or if you've downloaded them and not listened, give it a shot. It's a really well done show. It's written well. It is done uh, structured interestingly, and uh, it's his voice, other voices, interviews, um, all sorts of cool ass stuff. So please listen to the Paranoid Strain podcast available in the iTunes store. And like I said, leave a review in the iTunes store saying that we sent you and talking about how great the show is or send him a note at the paranoid strain at gmail.com and uh, and send him a note mentioning us, please. And then telling him what you like or don't like about the show. I mean, don't tell me what you don't like about the show. I don't care because I'm I'm happy to sponsor the goddamn thing. And I don't want to hear about your uh, grievances, quite frankly. Um, OK, so go listen about uh, Lie Hop and My Hop, which sound like two things from a fucking Dr. Seuss book. But unfortunately, they have to do with 9-11. You know, I, I got to be honest with you. If if fucking Dr. Seuss were to write a book about 9-11, he would probably call it Lie Hop My My Hop. That's probably what he would call it. Uh, folks, do you want to be uh, a cameo person? Do you want to download the cameo app to your phone and then uh, contact me to call you and tell you strange things independently? Look, you hear my voice here on the show every week. But what would it be like if you heard my voice on your phone? What? Yeah, it's possible. Go to the Cameo uh, app, download it, or go to bookcameo.com. But I think you better download the goddamn thing. And then you order me, and it, it and I'm in there, I'm yelling, I'm shouting, I'm doing a thing. Or I can speak quietly. I will do whatever you ask me to do. It's kind of like David with artbydmh.com. This is Cameo. This is me. And you, you, you buy a chunk of my time. And then I come in there, and I talk to your family. I tell your son to do his homework. I tell your daughter to uh, enjoy her prom. I tell your wife to go ahead and make sure that she's happy and healthy, and she's uh, doing everything she possibly can for herself because this is a world that's swallowing women whole. Or I could just, you know what, buy one for yourself and I'll just call and chat with you. you. You know what, let's do that. You can even buy me through Cameo. It doesn't even have to be a Cameo video. I'll just give you a shout. I'll give you a call at your place. Who knows how it works? Well, I, I do. I'm telling you right now, go to Cameo. <laughs> that's stupid. Go to Cameo app and uh, download it to your phone and then look me up and find me and then uh, and and hire me to do something fun or interesting. Uh, but it exists. So go ahead and do that. That'd be great. Um, please remember we have our YouTube channel. That's right. We got a YouTube channel. Tomorrow is a live stream. Uh, tomorrow. No, no, it's tomorrow's Wednesday. I used to do them on Wednesday. Fuck. All right. So Thursday, Thursday, which is November 1st, uh, is a live stream at six o'clock PM Pacific time. 
yes, I know I'm running into a football game, but uh, Thursday's game is the San Francisco 49ers and the Oakland Raiders. And uh, unless your name is Jesse Alora, you don't really care about that game at all. I believe it was Jesse was a Niners fan, correct? I believe so. Um, I, I could be crazy wrong there. Who knows? But uh, I, I don't think I know any Raider fans except Ock, my buddy Ock. But still, just tune me in. You can have that on the screen with the sound turned down, you know, and, and I'll just talk. And then you'll have my, me being the soundtrack. Nobody wants to hear announcers anyway, right? You want to see the Raiders and the Niners bashing into one another, scrambling their brains and lining up their CTE to have their brains cut in half and examined in 30 fucking years. And you want to have me talking while I'm doing it. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. While they're doing it, while they're smashing themselves uh so tomorrow night youtube channel live stream six o'clock uh it'll be uh, tomorrow night fucking thursday night quit saying that or not no tonight i gotta say thursday night tonight if you're listening to this on thursday tonight there's a live stream november 1st six o'clock p.m pacific time four o'clock hawaii time seven o'clock denver time nine o'clock new york time eight o'clock uh chicago time I have no idea what it is. Gretchen Mean Time or Greenwich Mean Time. Gretchen Mean Time. I did that last week too, didn't I? Greenwich Mean Time. Whatever. I'm there. It'll be a live stream. It'll be talking. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll see the Thanos uh, guy, the little Thanos pop. Maybe I'll, I'll be able to go into the room and show you the dresser. Who knows? Look at all these fantastic things that we've got on deck for the live stream. Actually, it'd be mainly just me talking to people in the chat room. <laughs> and maybe I'll have a story or two. Who knows? Um, but please check out the YouTube channel. Look at all the stuff we've got there. We've got other previous live streams locked and loaded. We've got all sorts of, uh, we got all the archives of this show. Old stand-up, other clips like that. We've got the Joker standalone sting. Fuck, fighting off a yawn. Still out there, the Joker standalone saying, how the fuck am I yawning? It is fucking Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Um, all right, so, and I've been getting sleep. I've been getting eight hours of sleep. I've been doing fine. I told you this. Whatever, you don't care. All right, um, so please... Go ahead and check out the Joker standalone sting. Share it with your friends if you are. I'm gonna, I know I keep saying every week, I'm like, oh, I'm going to tell people about it. And then even Max, uh, you know, he was like, hey, uh, you know, you, you're going to go ahead and tweet that, right? I'm like, yeah, I know I am. Um, but still, that's happening. So uh, thank you very much for uh, everybody who's listened and checked out the YouTube channel. Subscribe if you could. That'll make us look like a hitter in YouTube's eyes. And uh, and don't forget the live stream this uh, tonight, Thursday night. I was going to say, <laughs> who cares, man? I See, this is what I need somebody here. I need somebody just with a legal pad. What, what happened to my legal pad, girl? She fucking bailed on me. God damn it. God damn it, Lily. Why? Uh, folks, you can, we have a MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You know about that, right? MikeSchmidtComedy.com is a website. And if you go there, we got a Joe business page. You go there. There's all sorts of stuff for sale, stuff you may have already purchased. But I'll tell you what, the important thing is there's an Amazon link there that you can click through and shop around on Amazon. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It works out perfectly for everybody involved. It costs you nothing, man. It's like five extra seconds to click over to my page, zip through, use our link. And then you're buying also. Well, it's November now. The fucking uh, Christmas is on the way. Thanksgiving. If you're buying those uh, weird forks that you use to stitch up a turkey's ass after you stuff it full of fucking bread. That's the move. What are those lamps? I don't even know. They got string and, and pokey things. You, I want a taste of that. And if you're going to buy a carving fork or an electric knife, I want—I would definitely want a piece of that. You're going to buy a leg lamp for Christmas or a, a white elephant gift. Why shouldn't I get a dime off of that, motherfucker? So please go use the Amazon link and click through. That's on our Joe business page at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You'll see it right there. It says Amazon. Click it, and then you're in Amazon lurking and looking around. Nobody even saw you. It came in the back Schmidt door, and, and then you'll buy all your purchases, and we'll all be very happy. It's fantastic. Uh, we have a Patreon page as well 
folks. Now, that does not have an Amazon link on it, but it's a Patreon page that if you want to support the show and become a Patreon person who donates every month to this show, that would be fantastic. It's at patreon.com and you look look up Mike Schmidt Patreon or I think I'm Mike40YLB on there or I might be the 40-year-old boy, but I think I'm Mike40YB. I tell you what, if I'm asking you to give me money, I should probably have the address down. Why don't we look it up while we're sitting here talking? Of course we will because that's the thing to do. I'll go ahead and talk in circles while I go ahead and pull up the Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. That's patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Uh, jump on board. That would be the best. We'd love it. And I'd love it. And you'd love it. We'd all love it. You'd be supporting the show. It'd be fantastic. And then I can get back to doing comedy every day of the week, or at least going out and trying it or thinking about doing it. Cause I'll tell you what, this is absolutely what I need to be doing. Right. Shouldn't I go back and get into comedy now? This sounds like the best time. Every time I read about a comedy club, somebody getting punched or bad things happening. Uh, I saw that Louis CK is back and he's doing stand up spots and now, now he's not doing drop-ins. Now he's actually getting billed at the cellar. Uh, they're saying he's in town. They're putting it on the board. And the sad thing is like, people are like, we should go protest. And like two women showed up because you know what? Who's got the fucking time? Who wants, who wants to, to go protest at a comedy club? Nobody. That's not what you should be doing. Cause in, in your mind, you think to yourself, well, maybe I should just stay home and write or write a, a bit and not have to work. But it's just, it's, it's the principle of it. And I understand the principle of it. You hate to see somebody getting away with this shit. You hate to see somebody actually just fucking getting away with jerking off in front of women and then just being able to walk back on stage and then not talk about it in a, in a way. He said a dumb thing on stage where he's like, you know who sticks by you? Black people. My, my black friends totally stuck by me. Dude, if you're white and you ever bring up your black friends, I mean, what the fuck are you doing at that point? I, I guess. And look, I didn't hear it, so I didn't hear the context. I probably shouldn't fucking tear it apart, but it would just, just it seemed such a tone deaf thing to say. It's like, you know who stands by you when you jerk off in front of ladies? Oh, the blacks. Oh, they totally rally to your fucking side. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm sure that's what they were thinking. It's like, oh my God, our bald, pasty ginger friend is in trouble. Let's go and see how he's doing because we don't have enough fucking problems in this country without getting fucking shotted by cops. Then now we got to go ahead and find out how Louis CK is doing after he lost $35 million in a year because he jerked off in front of a woman. I mean, choices he made himself. Fuck. It's just so weird. And then Sarah Silverman goes on Howard Stern and says, and says that fucking Louis jerked off in front of her and she let him. She's like, yeah, no, it was consensual. We used to do it all the time. We were young comics. He'd ask if he could jerk off in front of me. She even and she said it like this. She goes, sometimes I'd be like, yeah, I totally want to see that. And sometimes I'd be like, ew, gross. Let's go get a pizza. And, uh, and, and she, I think she thought she was helping. I mean, I understand you should tell the truth, but at the same time, be prepared for when that comes out to have the victims, uh, the people who had to endure it uh, when he was in a position of power, come out and go, hey, um, what the fuck, man? Like, why would you say something like this? And then it did. Like Rebecca Corey said, hey, I, I'm kind of disappointed that you'd fucking do this. And Sarah's like, oh, Rebecca, I respect your truth and I respect everything. And they, I guess they hashed it out. And, and I shouldn't care because nobody should care about anything because all it's the outrage industry. Why the fuck should I care about anything on Twitter, on, on Facebook? Why should I look at memes? Why should I, why, you know what I want to do? I just want, you know what I want to get? I want to start smoking a fucking pipe. That's what I want to do. I just want to lock my doors. I want to turn on the heat. I want to get a shawl and a pipe and just start reading all the books I haven't read. And I'm, I'm just there's no reason to venture out into this world i'm going to a concert this weekend and already already the mike schmidt brain machine is queuing itself up and going into fucking high gear to go you shouldn't go to that saturday you should just fucking stay in or go drive and you should make some money uh i'm supposed to go drive into halloween tomorrow night and i i just i don't think i'm gonna I don't want, I don't want to, I drive, it's a fucking nightmare when you drive on Halloween. Did I mention this earlier in the fucking show? It seems like I did. Am I repeating myself? Jesus Christ. I hope I'm not repeating myself. Anyway, you guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can, I, am I repeating myself? That seems like I said that earlier in the show too. Perhaps I did. Hey, what's happened to Mike Schmidt 40 year old boy podcast. Yeah, I just, that seems familiar. Did I mention that to you guys earlier in the show? I must've, I must've said something like that. You know, you know what? I'm going to open some boxes. Hold on. Let me tear them up. And stuff. Oh wait, you know, I should let you guys go because I'm going to go ahead and get some scissors to 
open these. But it has a lot of tape on this box. Did I say that earlier? It seems like there's a way that I might have said something like that to you guys. And you know, I, I'll tell you what. Go to artbydmh.com. That's a r t b y d m h.com. No, that's that. I know for sure I said that one. That one I definitely said. But I wish you know what I need. This is what I need. I need a legal pad person to keep me in fucking line to make sure that I'm not saying the same thing over and goddamn over to make sure that. I'm Ready? You don't come to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick. Heck.